In a world where even the smallest disagreements can lead to arguments, violence, and even death, two brothers tackle the difficult subjects. Today, we are going to talk about uh, a recent Supreme Court decision uh, that is uh, known as the 303 Creative versus Ellis, I think it is. Alanis. Alanis. Thank you. Alanis. Uh, and this one was about the uh, the web designer that didn't want to uh, create a website for the wedding of a gay couple, and she uh, tried to uh, get uh, around the obligation to do so, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, so, what, what's your understanding of the the facts of the case? Um, <clears throat> my understanding is it has to do with. You know, um, it's interesting how, uh, well, it has to do with discrimination. So people are concerned that if a business is unwilling to provide a service to a particular person due to ideological uh, belief systems, whatever, all, all sorts of different things, uh, the way they live their lifestyles, that um, that would be a, that's, uh, that should be against the law. And, um, and so the court ruled in favor of uh, the baker, who I think it's not the first time that's that it's happened with the same baker, where uh, one time it was he didn't want to um, make a cake for a gay wedding. And this time it was. Um, uh, maybe it was the same thing. Oh, no, this was a website designer. And last time it was a baker, I guess, is the, yeah. Is the case. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, I want to say five years ago or so, there was a baker also in Colorado, same Colorado law that they that he, that they, he I think, had an issue with um, being required to make a cake for a same-sex wedding, said it went against his, his religion and didn't want to be forced to make that cake and went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says it's a creative product uh, and therefore you don't have to make that cake because that product constitutes free speech. This time around, there was a graphic designer, and she wanted to put a notice on her website. She was in the, in the, build, in the process of building up or creating her business, and she wanted to advertise on her website that she was going to uh, make design websites, and she wanted to put a notice on her website that she was unwilling to create websites promoting same-sex marriages, and instead would refer gay patrons to other potential designers who may provide the services. And they tried, they, they, they uh, attempted to uh, make it clear that she wasn't, it wasn't that she was unwilling to make products for gay people, but she didn't want to make a, uh, her work towards a gay marriage, which is what she felt, she called it a biblical truth, that a marriage is between one man and one woman. Um, and that's what oh, she yeah. was opposed to. I don't know if I liked your tone. <laughs> Was it was it obvious? It was dismissive and derisive. <laughs> it We're sure dealing was. with facts here. We're dealing with facts. We're not throwing stones, as it were. Maybe you should read a parable about throwing stones, sir. <laughs> yes, my tone was derisive. Um, I, 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 it's interesting that it came through. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> that aside. Uh, so the the case went to the Supreme Court. Um, and, and the Supreme Court ruled in favor of her that she should not be obligated to make websites for uh, pr specifically promoting gay weddings 
because of her religious aversion to said weddings. And this this what this ruling has gotten a lot of uh, publicity. There's been a lot of chat, a lot of chatter about it. So, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I I think it was the right decision. I think um, you know free speech and freedom to do what you want is it should be upheld by uh by our government and is promised in the constitution so whether or not we agree with you know that it's a biblical truth or whether or not we agree that the person uh you know whichever side we're on as far as you know gay marriage or lgbtq rights whatever um people should be able to do with i mean and, and oftentimes i think it wise to think about it from other perspectives for example Many times I think people get caught up in the uh, with the fact that this person, you know, was calling it in your derisive tone, you said biblical truths. And and uh, you obviously would think that they should just make the cake, which is fine. Um, but, you know, what if it, what if a shoe were on the other foot and it were somebody that said, um, you know, somebody comes to the web designer or comes to the um, the wedding baker and says, I want you to make a cake for me that says, God doesn't love gay people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the person's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't feel comfortable with that. Now, some people might say like, whatever, it's your cake. I don't care. I don't agree with you. But, but other people might be like, I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't want, I, I, I want to be inclusive here. And they should have the right to do that as well. You know, they have every right, no matter which side of the um, you know, we're talking about two separate things here. One is, um, what, you know, gay marriage, whether we, th- we agree with that or disagree with that. And the other thing is free speech. And so, yeah, I think they made the right decision. Well, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, one of the, one of the things that I find very interesting about this is, is some of the arguments that were being uh, laid out by the Supreme Court was that they were very specific. She was, they were considering her case because she wasn't simply uh, providing a, a merchant service. She wasn't just selling them a sandwich or or providing catering for the, for this wedding. She was. They they were very particular in that it was a creative outlet, creative product that she was making. She was putting, they, and that's why they called it her free speech. So if she had been simply providing uh you know serving food at this at this wedding not making the food but serving the food then she would have been obligated to provide the service but because it was creative it then falls into that free her freedom of expression category and so therefore uh she should she didn't have to do it and and i i get your point about being obligated to uh, provide a service for anybody. Uh, but this often, I, th- I feel like this one's a little bit different because of the protected class. And this is one that, that came about, first of all, because of affirmative action and that there were certain people that were prone to prejudice and that the government was trying to, uh, trying to ensure that prejudice didn't come into play. And initially, it was it was it was uh, the classes were basically race. Um, then it became gender, and then uh, and and then sexual orientation. And so it does seem like in this case, the Supreme Court is saying, well, these protected classes, if it's a religious belief, you are now free to um, express your bias against those classes. There's no longer protected classes in the case of religion and freedom of expression. 
Well, I, I think you're making some lo logical jumps there to say because you don't have to provide a service to them, they're no longer a protected class is a bit of an overstatement, in my opinion. I mean, uh, and, and I I would, you know, I don't, I guess I haven't looked very closely at the case, but I would say they don't have to provide catering either. I don't know why you'd have to provide something. You can choose whoever you want to serve. You don't have to serve everybody. Um, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, and, and I don't know what, what, like, I guess I have a couple of thoughts about that protected class. I mean, maybe, maybe it's still necessary, but most people don't really care about, like, uh, if you want to get married and you're gay, I don't think there's very few people in this country that care too much anymore. And there are people that don't. Um, but most people are like, yeah, do your thing. Like, I, I don't even know why it's a part of, uh, why the government even gets involved. Like to me, government should not be involved in marriage at all. Um, at the very least, uh, or at the very most, you know, they should, they could, I think they should offer equal rights to people. So for example, um, it seems like the rights that come from marriage are sometimes tax deductions and sometimes, you know, the right to, it seems like, uh, hospitals, healthcare providers, and others, uh, even funeral homes, they have certain rules that you need to prove that you're a family member. And unless you can show by some document that you're a family member, then you can't get into the hospital to see somebody that you care about. And I think that should be afforded to everybody, you know, regardless of, um, you know, their sexual orientation or whatever else, like you should be able to choose the people that get that information that can visit you and you should be able to get the tax deduction. I don't really care if the government, I, I don't know why the government's involved in marriage. Like I think we should leave that to the churches or something else, but there should be some mechanism that people can get the same rights, I guess you'll call it, because if tax deductions are a right um, or, you know, the ability to to um, get information, healthcare information, like there should be some other mechanism besides showing a a marriage certificate or saying you're married or something. But uh, yeah, in general, I would say people should be able to do whatever they want. And if you don't feel like uh, providing a service to somebody, then don't provide it to them, whether they're rude or whether they're, you know, I, I just don't have a problem with it. Now, if you and I saw that somebody was discriminating according to race, even though it was legally allowed, I think you and I hopefully would be um, standing up for those people to make sure that they were treated equally. Same with these other issues. But, you know, I wouldn't press too hard. Like if the baker doesn't want to make a cake because he doesn't agree with your lifestyle, fine. I don't I don't have a problem with that. If people want to do that against Christians, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I think that would be fine. I think we're getting uh, too worried about, hey, the government needs to step in and make sure everybody's behaving. Um, and this protected class type of a thing, I think for the most part, I think, you know, there's a whole month that we're, we got Pride Month, you know, everybody's. I think everybody's pretty much fine with it um, as long as people, people don't like differences, I guess. And so um, if people are, uh, I don't know what the right word is. If they're more in your face about it, that's going to cause some problems. Like at work, you'd prefer to have people not bringing politics or, um, you know, these ideological issues to work. Like it should just be the workplace and not something else. Um, on the other hand, you know, if you're the owner of a business and you don't want to provide services, I, I think that should be fine. I hope I'm clear. I kind of was a bit rambling on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But I, I, it's also worth remembering that that gay marriage 
it has only been legal in all 50 states for less than a decade. So to say that everybody is okay with it, well, even as, as early as a decade ago, there were a lot of people that weren't. A lot of states didn't were, did not permit it. And if you recall, when they when they did require all 50 states to recognize gay marriage, there was a lot of pushback. And I think I, I, I do not believe that that there are a lot of people. I, I, let me swear, there are a lot of people, I believe, that still are resistant to gay marriage. In fact, we have one of them that was in, at the, the Supreme Court a little while ago. Um, I, I, I'd like to address that a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of things to say about that. One is, um, you know, that's w- one of the reasons, I mean, first of all, I think the reason that so many people were concerned about that is the point that I was making earlier, that we're, for some reason, putting marriage into the government. We're giving government the right or the responsibility or both to manage marriages. And they shouldn't be involved in that. And if you took that away, I think a lot of people would have a lot less problem with it because they do think, you know, I, I think I think at least you'd have fewer people that cared about this if you said, yeah, fine, it's not marriage, but we do need people that care about each other and that love each other to be able to find out about their um, significant other in the hospital. And fine, let's give them tax deductions. I think people would have less problems if we, if we just said, okay, it's not marriage, but it's something. Sure. Um I would agree. But, if they if they called it civil union, I think there were there were there's a number of people that would said, yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. It's the word marriage that there were certain people because marriage is what they used in the Bible that they were really holding on very tightly to. And yeah, for, for whatever reason. But on, but, on t- hmm? but, but on top of that, like there's that portion of it that I think we kind of agree. But on top of that, what you know, you're talking about government regulating this for us. What's interesting is as recently as 2012. Leaders of and, and we can if if we can agree, I think that the Democratic Party is more progressive in in these regards and and more accepting of different lifestyles. It seems um, Obama and the leaders of the Democratic Party in 2012. That was when they finally accepted gay marriage themselves. Like before then, even Obama was against it. Mm-hmm. So when we give the responsibility and the power to the federal government or any government to manage these things, I don't think that we're going to be doing a good job. So while right now I was like, oh, good, they're on my side. They're agreeing with what I'm saying. I guess not right now. Well, maybe people on the right are saying right now, hey, that's great because they're agreeing with me. And then people on the left, you know, in 2012, good, they're agreeing with me. Like, it's just so difficult to, um, if you want to cede that responsibility for all these things to the federal government, there's going to come a time where they're going to do it in a way that you don't like. That's why I would take it out of their hands. Like it was legal to have slaves a long time ago. It was legal. Jim Crow was legal. Let's get government. Let's stop them from doing all this stuff and let us manage ourselves. Now, I know you're going to say, well, when we do a poor job of it, I think the reason, the only reason we do a poor job of it is because people can control those, uh, can control the government. They can, they have political power and they get things passed that we don't like. And it's too easy for government to wrest control from us. So when you say, I want the government to do to make everybody do what I want to do, well, that's fine until the government, until you're in the minority, which you have been a lot in the past, and uh, or until something happens that you disagree with. So yeah, I would stay away from that. And I think you should look at it from both sides because right now you're saying, I don't like what the conservative court is doing, um, but it may come around that, you know, that that's what happens. This is the result of what happens when you give them that responsibility. 
I, it's an interesting subject and one that that you know I, that comes up frequently in our conversations. Um, and and I know one of one of your responses, in fact, that came up in our last conversation uh, was if you if you leave if if you leave the government, if you don't if the government doesn't mandate these changes, the changes will, towards towards inclusivity do happen eventually. But it, it's the eventually part that is problematic because if we if you know at the very end of our conversation last week we were talking about sports and about some of the professional uh, uh athletic uh organizations and talked about how that how they they uh integrated on their own uh with the major league baseball being the first one in 1947 and jackie robinson um but it then took a couple of decades for the other uh, athletic organizations to follow suit, and uh, the 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 last one I think was the PGA and and uh, the the one the the gentleman that uh, was it Lee Elder who ended up at the Masters finally in 1975. So the it took from 1947 to 1975 for all the major league. Uh, for all, all of the professional leagues to finally integrate to a degree, and Lee Elder was was a little bit upset because he, his he was at the end of his career by the time he finally got to the Masters, and if he had been given the opportunity to play there earlier, he would have probably been more successful in his professional golf career. And so, yes, it would happen eventually, but how many people are not given the opportunity because we allow things to happen at the slow pace by which society uh, very grudgingly and gradually accepts those that are different than us? Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it, Brian. But, you know, it just seems how do you deal with the fact that the only way the government gets involved is when we have a majority? You know, and uh, meaning you're not going to get government to change until you're in the majority. Sure. Is that a fair statement? So, you know, I, I guess what you're saying is uh, we'll just wait. You know, I don't know. We're waiting for government to uh, for us to to wrest control of, of enough of the government to enforce our will. Which, you know, sometimes that, that is very necessary and, and and everything. But if you look back at all of the things all of the big racial issues that we've had in our country, it all happened because government was involved, meaning people used the government to control other people. Slavery happened because the court systems, the laws, they were able to enforce all of the, to force all of those people into slavery because you couldn't call the police and be like, hey, look, this is happening. It was legal. Jim Crow, the same thing, like they were starting to integrate, things were starting to happen. And then they went and got control of government and put these rules in place to where they had uh, voting uh, requirements that made it very difficult for black people to be able to vote. Um, you know, uh, President Eisenhower, or no, President uh, Roosevelt put uh, Japanese people in internment camps. Uh, even, you know, a lot of the banking laws that came about in the 60s, 70s, the red lines, that was, you know, from government. All of these things happen because of government. It's just very difficult to do without the government behind you. Government seems to be the problem. You think it's the cure, but it's it's curing the problem that government created. Now, I understand it's people who go in and, and, and create it through government, but that's how they get their power. That's why I think we should take them out of the equation. 
I mean, I, I, I see your point, but at the same time, the, the uh, government can create problems. Government can also solve problems. And I, I guess, I guess, my confusion here with what you're saying is that are, are you are you are you can't be arguing that slavery wouldn't happen if the government didn't allow it to happen. I yeah, I mean, we had a country, Brian, and uh, and if well, we'll try to do it now. Could you have slaves now? Well, there's laws against it, right? So, government, you have to have in our society, you have to have a government that allows it. Government is the one that allows it. Yeah, but if, if, if government had no it made no statements about whether slavery was legal or illegal, if there was, if, you know, we're, let's say we're, it's 1787 that, you know, we, we, we've gotten rid of the British, we're, we've gotten out from under their yoke, we now have this freedom, and they said, okay, we're not going to make any laws whatsoever, we're not going to impose slavery, we're not going to require slavery, we're not going to, you know, any, anything about slavery, you can now do your own thing. Are you saying that there would have been no slavery? No. I'm saying you should have that. I'm fine with laws against slavery. I think that's fine. Like what the government should be doing is the bare minimum to ensure, as we've said before, the government ensures our right to life, liberty, and liberty is one of them. So there should be laws that ensure our liberty, our freedom, and uh, our pursuit of happiness. So then where we always get caught up, you and I, is what is the pursuit of happiness? And you're saying, unless that particular cake maker makes me a cake, I don't have the right to my pursuit of happiness. Like those are the three things that the government is supposed to provide for us. Isn't that true? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Well, that's, like, that's so the what Declaration is this? of Independence, right? Yeah. I mean, but that was the, the, the constitution uh, was put in place to ensure that we had those rights. So I, I think it follows. Yeah. The Declaration of Independence says life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Okay. We set this constitution up to ensure and a government up so that we could get life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Well, the cake making doesn't have anything to do with life or liberty. No. I mean, I guess it does have something to do with liberty, but only the liberty of the person. I guess it's liberty of the person to either not make the cake and the person to get a cake, but he can get it from some other way. So life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And we're saying, well, how important is it to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that this, this particular guy makes my particular cake the way that I want it made or my website the way that I want it made? He has to do it. Otherwise, my rights are impinged upon. Well, which rights? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But that's the problem I have with this. Yes, you can make the case for slavery, and that should definitely be a law. You cannot put me into slavery. You can't hold a gun to my head, put me in chains, whip me when I don't work for you. That is impinging on my right to to liberty and, and pursuit of happiness. But, you know, that that is clear. But where we get into this problem, is all I'm saying is all of these problems come from government, not that we should do away with government or have no laws. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like a lot of these problems are coming from government. And when you're in the majority, it feels great because you're like, good, we're all doing what we want. The government's doing what I want. And I would say that's a dangerous place to be because you have been in the minority a lot. If you went back through history, you know, if the who you are right now saying that, hey, listen, gay people should be able to get married. No, I say the same thing. I'm fine with it. You know, we if we went back 50 years, would we be in the minority or the majority? Let's just take that out of the government's hands, because at some point we might again find ourselves in the minority. And what we should do is focus on a very small government where they just ensure those three things. And if it doesn't have to do with those three things and, and pursuit of happiness can be a big gray area. So we need to be very careful about it. But when I look at this one, I'm like, geez, do I really need that guy to make me a, 
a website, especially in this day and age? No, I, I don't think that's necessary for your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And I think it can be a real problem when the government steps in and says, starts telling us what we need to do. Oh, I don't. I think you're being discriminatory, so we're going to punish you for it. I mean, you know how it can be when the government comes in and starts regulating you. It becomes difficult. You've, you and I have talked about problems that both of us have had in the past where they overstep their bounds. That's what they do. They overstep their bounds. So let's just keep them out of this. There's plenty of websites out there. There's plenty of cake designers. Just do your own thing. Everybody be happy. You look out your window. You look out your window. Leave each other alone. If you want to make a cake, then make it. If you don't want to pay for the cake, then don't ask them to make it. Like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just stay away from each other. I, I think that this this right here would be an interesting conversation in and of itself because you're right. Life and liberty, pretty clear, pretty cut and dry. There's no dispute about what life and liberty are. Pursuit of happiness is where that, that's very gray and very fuzzy, and, and that's where people start to step on each other's toes. Um, but in fact, I, I think it would be, I, I, I wouldn't mind having a conversation just on that. But if we can go back to this, this, uh, this website designer just for a little bit, I, I feel like the reason why this is such an issue and this reason why this went up to the Supreme Court was was that, as I said, when she when we were talking about what it was that that got that the the uh, impetus for the for the uh, for the lawsuit was that she wanted to put post the notice that she wouldn't design a website for gay marriage. She wanted that to be out there and out in the open. And, and I feel like there's a lot easy, there's many, many easier ways to handle that same situation that are not basically standing up, you know, in your front yard with big signs saying, this is what I think. Everyone pay attention to what I think. Like, example, Black, Lives Ma- like Black Lives Matter signs, yeah. that type of thing? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, uh, so you're against, you're against those people that have the Black Lives Matters, and I'm not against and, them. I mean, if that's what if that's where you want to stand, if that's the if that's how where you feel you want to identify with, then fine, go ahead and do that. I find it very interesting. No, I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm going to go back to what I was saying. What I was saying was that, it, for example, in in my business, when going in and re- giving people renovations and repairs in their homes, if I find a place I don't want to do work. We have what we call the inconvenience tax. It's not. It's not. It's not listed on on the on the uh, the invoice anyplace. This is what we add to say. I don't want to do this job, but if you pay this amount to it, I'll go ahead and do it. And depending how much we don't want to do the job, we'll we'll add more to that inconvenience tax. If the job is really far away, I don't want to drive. If it's a small job, and I know I could get a bigger job, I could get a job that pays me more money. I don't like the people, the house smells, whatever it is. If I don't want to do the job, I add to that inconvenience tax and whatever it is, how the, the, my un, my lack of desire to do the job will increase that tax. And that's what she could have done. She didn't have to put the label on her website. She could have just waited for someone to come to her and say, I want you to design me a website for me and my, my hubby's gay marriage. And she could have said, okay, fine. But on the, when she goes to invoice them, she could have charged them triple or whatever it was that she was fairly certain they wouldn't pay. And that would have avoided the whole confrontational, I want to go and be seen as making this stand. But she didn't want to do that. She wanted to make the stand. Okay. I have two pretty, okay. I got two problems with that. One, um, that puts you you as a business owner in a very dangerous situation because then you're seen as charging discriminatory prices against a, a protected class. Only, I mean, if, that's it's, only, if, it's, only if it's public. 
Only if I say I'm charging, here's what I'm charging somebody else. Oh, and by the way, you know, the sheet that you're seeing is going to be a different price. How easy would that be to do? All you'd have to do is be is is to a look at their website and see what their price listings are. B get somebody you know get a hold of somebody else's invoice and see. Oh my gosh, they're charging triple to me. Why are they charging triple to me? Then everybody else they're charging, and then you know get another fr friend that's gay and have them go over there, and then all of a sudden you've got all these you know two or three uh, gay invoices that are triple the cost, and then given to the government and, and they, they're discriminating against me. That is that's crazy that you would that's think quite that, an orchestration. That, that is a very dangerous place to be. Huh? It's quite an orchestration of events that you've got going on there that you're going to go and and that maybe you should get someone to pretend to be straight to go and ask for the same website so you can go and compare and contrast. I mean, yeah, you could do it. Most people won't because once they get a price they don't like, most people are getting three estimates and then they choose the estimate they like and they move uh -huh. on. Yeah, well, I mean, this stuff happens and the government, this is the type of thing that the government enforces. Like they go to banks and try to find, and I know they're not going to cake designers, but it, you know, if you brought it to the, if you somehow caught wind of it and people catch wind of this stuff, like, oh, don't go to that guy. He's, you know, if you're talking amongst friends, we went hit for, to him when we were talking about making a cake and it was so expensive. Oh, really? He was pretty reasonable. How much was it? Oh, it was three times as much. Why do you charge us $900 and he charge you 300 Huh. And then talk with a few more people, start looking. Yeah, people get people get worried about that stuff and they look into it. But that aside, let's say let's say, yeah, you're you're you can be dismissive and derisive about it if you want. But um, that type of stuff happens and people are worried about it. And, you know, I don't know what this has to do with the case, because what you're saying is I mean, the question is whether it's allowable or not, whether it's legal or not. So saying that there are other ways to handle it has nothing to do with the fact that if they want to do it this way, either they can or they can't. And, they, and the Supreme Court said they couldn't. And you're, it sounds like what you're saying is they shouldn't have said that. The Supreme Court should have said, you have to make a cake for them. You have to make a website for them. And they don't want to do that. And it's easier than getting these bids from people and then having to tell them after the fact, like, well, I'm just going to charge you more money because I don't like what you're saying. Or maybe you get far, pretty far down the process and, and then they start, you, you realize that you know, that they want to change or they, you know, that you, you start to look cl more closely at their requirements and you realize what it is. Like, there's all kinds of reasons why I think that would be a risky way to go. But the real question is whether it's allowed and legal or not. And, that, well, and my my contention would be, you should be able to do what you want. You can go to whichever cake designer you want. And if, if everybody looks at that cake designer and says, oh, that person's a bigot. I don't want to get, you know, that may hurt their business. Fine. If it does, then they've made their choice. You know, they're advertising something. They're putting their ideology into their business and that's their prerogative. And if they want to lose money, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe some places they'd lose money and maybe some places they would gain it. But if they want to, if they want to do that, that's up to them. It's virtue, maybe it's virtue signaling. I don't know, but they could, they should be able to do what they want. I, f I feel like in in a perfect world, there would be lots of lot lots of people to choose from. There would be lots of opportunity out there, but there's plenty of examples where we haven't lived in a perfect world. If do you, do you remember um, as a kid, we we watched the um, mom had recorded the um, the TV series Roots. Do you remember watching that as a kid? No, I read the book, but when I was older, but I don't remember that as a kid. No. Well, she she was uh, so there's there's a scene. I'm, I'm sure it's in the book as well. Um, but there's a scene where the, the young uh, uh, army officer and his wife and, and his child are trying to find a hotel and they're black and, and they're, they, they're exhausted. They keep on going hotel to hotel to hotel. And every time they go in, 
the guy goes in in uniform. I'm looking for for a, a room for my wife and my kids. We just want a room for the night. We're quiet. We're peaceful. Constantly hearing no 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 vacancy. Oh, but it says outside there's a vacancy. No, nope, I forgot to change the sign. No vacancy. One of the scenes he goes in. Same thing. He leaves at the as he's walking in. There's a, or as he's walking out, a white man is walking in and he's sitting in the car explaining to his wife, we couldn't get the hotel again. I know it's right. I'm sure it's racist. I don't know. We just got to keep going. We can't make a fuss. As they're talking, the white man walks out holding the hotel room key, showing his, his whoever's in the car. We got it. We're ready. We're good to go. So clearly, you know, that, that black man and his wife and his child were not given a room because of their race even though he was uh, uh, you know, in the army and all the other reasons. And so the reason why there are protected classes, and I don't know that this, I, I don't know it applies necessarily to wedding cake designers or web designers if you live in an area where there's more than one or you can find more than one, but that's why we had protected classes. Now, web designers, you can get them online. You don't need to be local. So I don't know that it really applies to the situation, but they didn't address the issue of availability in the Supreme Court. And I feel like that's an important issue. If you live in a small town, there may only be one cake designer. And and I feel like you should have access to a wedding cake. As long as there's more than one, I don't know that it necessarily requires everyone to you know service all classes and all groups. You bring this up so you brought this up a number of times. It's just such an interesting argument. I mean, well, it's just it seems like a useless argument um, that you make. Like you've made it at times that you know it's really important that people across the country in rural small towns have postal delivery. It's really mm-hmm. important that they have internet, and the rest of us should pay for it, no matter how expensive it is. I mean, if you move to a small town and they don't have it, move someplace else or don't just use move. It. Like it's that, that it's that easy. You just get up and move. Yeah, like it, if I went if I went to some towns in Montana, there would be no internet. Yeah, if I went to rural Montana, and should I then lobby my congressman? Like this is a, I can't believe this. I moved out in the middle of nowhere, and there's no internet. You need to get it out here for me. Raise taxes so I can have internet. That is a course, ridiculous argument. You went there. You went to this place that didn't have internet. What happens yeah. if you What happens if you grew up there? What happens <laughs> if, if if What happens if that's where you were living? I mean, you, you're you're laughing like this, like that. There, who would just stay in one place? There are lots of people that live in the middle of nowhere and don't have access to the to to not only internet. They don't have access to uh, the type of job that they could get anywhere. They don't. Have, they don't. Most there are people that live paycheck to paycheck. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I agree. It, if if they I, if that I, car breaks I agree. down, I agree. Well, they don't have access to Walmart. Should we get them a Walmart? They don't have access. Yeah, if they don't have access, maybe they don't have a car. Should we get not them a, a Walmart? Car? A grocery store? Do they have a grocery store? It doesn't matter what. No, the but, but but the the grocery stores are typically way more expensive than Walmart. So they don't have access they to have cheap food. groceries. They have food, no, but it's not cheap, Brian. Why is it that they can have food, but you get cheaper food? Why do you get cheaper food? Just because they happen to be born somewhere? Like you could take this argument at absurdum, at absurdum to ever to 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 great lengths. It's it's an like yeah, they're gonna have they're not gonna have stuff. You grew up in 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 the Appalachian Mountains in the middle of nowhere. You might not have good TV. You might not yeah. be able to get CNN or Fox News or or the internet or whatever. Like I but don't they know. Have food. That's just, they have gas. They have clothing. I'm not sure that that uh, you know w- these but are. They not- don't have it, but you were making the argument about internet and other and good jobs and car or what car repairs or whatever else. Like if people live somewhere, they have what's available, and eventually things will improve. 
but it's not our, the responsibility of government to ensure that every person in every part of the country has the exact same internet and they have a, availability of different things. Like you're just picking and choosing what you think is important that they have access to. Like you can go to some small towns and they don't have any cake designers. Why would you allow that? Like you're saying, if you go to some town and the only cake designer is uh, a Christian that doesn't want to do gay weddings, that's unacceptable. But if you go to the next, you know, three towns over a hundred miles away and there's no cake designers, oh, that's fine because there's no cake designers. Don't you see the, that that doesn't, that, that that's an illogical argument that it's, a, no. it's not okay if there's one cake designer and it's the only one, but he won't pro provide a service to you. But if there are no cake designers, that's okay because there aren't any. Because it's I, all I don't, that argument. Everybody, everyone has access to the cake designer or nobody has access to the cake designer. It's not like I'm choosing. You can have access to a cake designer, but you I'm not making you a cake. You don't get a cake. But your argument is inconsistent, Brian. You said if they're in an area where they don't have access to this stuff because the, the only cake designer in town won't give it to them, that's unacceptable. But three towns over, 100 miles away, there's no cake designers. Well, that's fine because nobody's being discriminatory. So your real problem is with the discrimination, not the fact that they might not have access to a cake designer. Well, if they, ha if they, if they have a town with more than one cake designer, then discrimination isn't an issue. That's the point. There's accessibility. We're running low on time, so keep an eye on that clock up there. Uh, yeah, but you keep... You keep, uh, you keep changing. Like the argument you made was if there's one town, because you said the, the Supreme Court should have argued, should have looked at accessibility. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you're in, and you, the example you gave was like, if there's only one cake designer in town and he won't provide services for homosexual weddings, that's unacceptable. And I said, well, what about those other towns in the Appalachian Mountains or in the, you know, rural Montana where there's no cake designers? Do we need to there's provide no, cake well, services? Well, in that case, there's no discrimination up, happening. You know, federally run cake stores in all these places so they can all get it? No, you're not saying that. You're only saying, so really, you don't care about the accessibility. You care about the discrimination. So you're clouding the issue with this accessibility uh, point, but it's got nothing to do with it. You only care about discrimination. Discriminate, look, in, 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 discrimination is always wrong, but discrimination could be permissible if there is more availability outside of that one, the one, the, the small group of individuals that will discriminate. But that's all depends if there's available, if it's available. Your argument is, is inconsistent. Well, I mean, availability always is inconsistent. It's kind of the nature of availability. How can you how can you make the point that if you're in a town with only one cake designer who won't provide services to you because you and, and let's say he's being discriminatory, that's not OK. But the next town over has no cake designers and that's OK. Why is one OK and one not? And they're both dealing with accessibility. Because we're not calling. Are you watching the clock up there? We're running out of time here. I mean, we can keep going with this, but at some point it's going to cut us off. Why? Okay, well, why? You, you haven't answered the question, but I have, but you haven't been happy with the answer. I have been, I have given you the answer. It's, it's a discrim, discriminatory behavior is never acceptable, but it's permissible in my opinion, if there are other options, if there are no other options, if you are a pharmacist and you don't want to be giving out the, the morning after pill, as long as there are other pharmacies that are that are as available, then fine. Go to one of the other pharmacies. But if if you are the only pharmacist in town, then you must give out the pills even if you don't like the We hope you learned something in this episode of Brother versus Brother, a podcast about difficult conversations. We also hope that you enjoyed it enough to subscribe to the podcast. You can help us by spreading the word. 
Share this episode on your favorite social media so that others will have an opportunity to experience it as well. You can also support us by donating through Patreon. This information and more can be found on our website, broconvo.com, and on our various social media accounts. Thank you.